in a world where the people have no voice. Fake news runs wild. And social, social, social media dictates our lives. And we're here to keep it real at Media Lab. Just a group of students looking for the truth. Hashtag what story are you telling? Hashtag go tell it. NPR Media Lab. Check, check, check. One, 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 two, two, two. Welcome to New England Public Media Lab Pod- Podcast. Can you hear us? You can hear us? Can everybody else hear us? Hello. Welcome to NEPR's Media Lab Podcast. I'm Brian Bevilacqua, and here with me is my good friend Jake Pellis. I met Jay a year and a half ago, prior to the first Media Lab class, and I'm so proud of Jay for growing from a quiet student into a successful young journalist, and I'm truly grateful to help produce his work. All right, welcome, Jay. How are you feeling? I'm doing well. Thanks for talking to me. Tell me, you know, first, how did you get involved with Media Lab? My former student teacher, Nick Adams, he let me come in and see what it was like. I thought it was like a it's a great place to have a community and everything, and I felt like everyone like really got me. And even though I wasn't out yet, everybody really accepted me, and I just felt like it was totally great for me. So on the first day of Media Lab class, we have students record a piece about their name, and your piece hinted at the work you would later do regarding your gender identity. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, um, I actually remember writing my first name piece, sort of being like, I hate my name, I hate being Jay, I hate being called female. Um, and you guys made like jokes about it, and it was like very funny, but it wasn't offensive in any way, and I, I really liked it, and I really thought it was like super great, and it wasn't like out of my comfort zone at all. Okay, so you wanted to return to the program and continue tackling this issue, right? Well, currently at the time, I was only being called Jasmine and she, and... I knew that there was something wrong with that. No one had brought up to me that I was transgender. Um, no one had brought anything really to me that I wasn't uh, a girl. So I was having a lot of issues with that. And I, I was facing that sort of struggle. And I didn't want to point blank say, hey guys, d- don't call me Jasmine, um, because I didn't know what else I wanted to be called. Um, and I was facing this sort of a uh, issue but I didn't know how to address it, so I just wanted to sort of take like a lighthearted take to it, um, and that was my like 30-second way to do it. Okay, let's listen to the piece you record on your first day about your name. My name is Jasmine Capellus. Jasmine as a flower, Capellus as an I have no idea. It was given to me as a symbol. It was supposed to be how I was brought up, sweet, delicate, and most of all feminine. All of these traits couldn't be further from the truth. I'm the manliest woman I know, and my name is the biggest lie I've ever told about myself. I'd rather be called anything by anybody else to tell you the truth. So what was it like to record this and begin thinking about your identity? Well, I came back in the summer, and as soon as I came back, I almost instantly realized that I was transgender. And Well, it wasn't that I realized. It was that I wanted to be vocal about it. So I came back, and I knew that I wanted to write a piece about people who were transgender, and it sort of spawned into this... Uh, a months-long process of me writing a piece not about people who are transgender, but about me being transgender, and it was great. What was that like? I had to sort of struggle with identifying myself as transgender, um, about, like, writing personal accounts for myself, about, like, if I wanted it to be more of a commentary versus, like, this disconnected piece. Um, And it was was very difficult because it kept changing and uh, evolving, and it, it just sort of, like, kept getting drawn out. And I think it was very important that it got drawn out. All right, so let's take a listen to your commentary. 
We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Commentary is a personal story told within the time frame of two to five minutes. Typically, commentaries are about personal subjects. Now, back to our show. Most recently, Jay's commentary on the discrimination he faces as a transgender male aired on NEPR's Morning Edition. It's been obvious since the first day of kindergarten when my mom dressed me in all pink and I hated it so much. As I saw it, I was the only boy dressed that way. That same day, our teacher divided the class into two lines, a girl's and a boy's. Being assigned with a girl's didn't feel right. As far as I was concerned, I belonged in the other one. A few years later, I saw an episode of Tyra Banks with a trans person on it. He said, I'm a man, but I also have girl parts. I sometimes look for that old clip because it brought me so much joy to finally see someone like me on television. When puberty hit, I began researching different techniques for transitioning from female to male. Last year, I began binding my chest, and I get the most masculine haircut possible. I try to talk from the throat or chest in order to lower my voice. Sometimes, my family gets frustrated with me for behaving like this, for behaving like myself. It can be hard to leave my house. In public, at school and work, there's so much backlash. People call me a tranny or ask me things like, do you know you're going to hell? Onlookers rarely intervene when people hurl slurs at me. And since the election, it's gotten so much worse. And then, there's the issue of bathrooms. If I go into the woman's room, I can tell people think I'm a guy, even though biologically, I'm a woman. But walking into the men's room, where I'd rather be, is much worse. I get snide comments about not belonging there. One guy actually asked me threateningly, what's between your legs? The scariest thing that ever happened occurred recently. I was alone in a cafe in a small town in western Massachusetts. Four men came in and sat down at a table nearby. They were all much older. I sensed they were staring at me. One guy started talking loudly about how America had gone to hell. Another said he hated trannies. When someone boasted he would kill a tranny if he saw one go into the wrong bathroom, I quickly stole a glance at them. Three had hunting knives on their belts. The fourth guy was out on the table. I left as fast as I could, counting the seconds between us. But I'm determined. I'm not going to let anyone who harasses me hold me back. I'm more and more taking the risk to be myself. I'm more and more believing. There's nothing wrong with me. That was Jay's morning edition commentary taking on transgender discrimination, a remarkable work for a junior in high school. After that commentary, we needed to readdress your original name piece. Well, I, I decided that I wanted to rewrite the piece, sort of inspired by my first name piece, and I wanted to write it almost exactly like my first name piece, but instead uh, write it as Jay instead of Jasmine, and re rewrite it sort of like how I would have wrote it if ja Jay had walked into the room and not Jasmine. My name is Jay Capellas. Jay is in to rejoice, and Capellas is in I still have no idea. I gave it to myself as a symbol that it doesn't matter how I'm brought up, and that I don't need to be sweet, delicate, or most of all, feminine. Sure, these traits still aren't true, but I'm the gentlest boy I know, and my name feels like the biggest secret I've ever let out. I don't want to be called anything else to tell you the truth. That was New England Public Radio Media Lab student Jay Capellas. For NEPR's Media Lab, I'm Brian Bevilacqua. Thanks for listening. Media Lab means a lot to me. I did two projects. The third one I'm working on right now is a foundation right now. Like, if you come here, we're just paving our way through. So if you want to come down here, man, it's fun. It's all love. We're going to do this. Listen, it's going to impact you. We're on our way up. This is Gary Campbell from Media Lab.
New England Public Radio's Media Lab is made possible through the generous contributions from the Berkshire Bank Foundation, Incorporated, the Community Foundation of Western Massachusetts, the Irene E. and George A. Davis Foundation, Tom and Kit Dennis, Thomas and Marilyn Ewig, the Kitteridge Foundation, Mass Humanities, TD Bank and TD Charitable Foundation, the United Bank Foundation, the Rotary Club, and two anonymous donors. To find more of our work, please visit us at nepr.net. Check us out on nepr.net, or you can hit us up on Facebook at NEPR underscore Media Lab. And don't forget to hashtag what story are you telling as you tell your own. Peace. Peace.